morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We've got all your NBA action covered from a loaded Wednesday night of not the best basketball, but there was still basketball. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Black Trey. we got Rob Lopez mixing the drink. Coming up on the show, Luka Doncic makes his Madison Square Garden debut. Carl Anthony Towns wins maybe the worst game of the season. And Ennis Cantor sort of pays homage to the Garden. It was a weird moment. But first, a statement game for the Portland Trailblazers as they demolish a surging Utah Jazz team. Blazers 132, Jazz 105 in Portland. No use of Nurkic, no problem. It's not the game of the night, but I would say it's the most important game of the night, Trey. And CJ McCollum came out firing, hit his first nine shots, scored 20 points in the first quarter. Blazers separated themselves early. McCollum finished with 30 points on 12 of 17 shooting. Damian Lillard, he took over the second quarter, 15 points in the second, 24 at halftime, finished with 36 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds. Jazz cut it to 10 in the third quarter, but Blazers just destroyed them after that. Uh, Myers Leonard had a good game. Portland scored uh, 73 points in the first half. That was the most the Jazz have given up this season. Uh, Donovan Mitchell at 22 Rudy Gobert at 15 and nine, but the Blazers just all over a really good jazz team right now. Uh, kind of seem like I don't, it feels like the Blazers aren't getting a ton of respect this season, despite being pretty good. Uh, well, one thing about it too, uh, they, they were stinking it up as well, but when Portland's backcourt is playing as well as they did tonight, um, it's hard to, to root against them. And, you know, they, they jumped out early with CJ having a hot hand. And then, you know, obviously Dame was two shot, two rebounds shy of a triple double, which the crowd groaned as Seth Curry has, uh, in the, in the past, uh, two games, well, the past game, the past two games that Dame has had a chance to get a triple double has, has robbed him of rebounds. He's stealing them. He's Westbrook in that thing, man. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta let you gotta let your man get. I don't know if there's a rebound incentive in Seth's contract, but it's interesting to see that he hasn't allowed Dame to go get those. So I thought it was hilarious that the crowd groaned about that. Um, but good job with Myers Leonard. I'm I'm not a huge Myers Leonard fan, but he stepped up for Nurkic while he uh, while his absence was there. And uh, you know, when Blazers playing like this, they're fun. They're fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, they are. I mean, they shot the ball so well. Like, obviously, Damon, CJ were great, but Myers Leonard hit four threes. Jake Lehman had, came off the bench, hit three threes. Seth hit a couple threes. Uh, Zach Collins had a nice game. I mean, they just really a, an entire team effort. I want to ask you about this. Um, so Damian Lillard kind of got in. He had some words. I wouldn't say got into it, but he had some words with Russell Westbrook last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and at one point Nurkic came over and they were kind of like, yo, we got this. Don't worry about it. So he kind of moved on. And then tonight he, uh, his words with Jay Crowder after a, a hard screen that was called a foul on Crowder in transition, um, where he kind of stopped short on Dame all of a sudden. And then Joe Ingles got, uh, like kind of hit in the face by, Myers Leonard at one point, he overreacted in terms of like really selling the foul. Damian Lillard comes over and talks like, is Dame okay? Is Dame upset? Is Dame just saying like, I'm done with the BS? Like I, like everyone just, Uh, I mean, you know, he's a guy with, who walks around a lot of slights. So, I mean, you know, once it gets to the part of, he feels disrespected, then that's when the react happens. Um, But, you know, I think it was more so a buildup and, you know, just kind of showing that he wasn't sweet. (laughs) <laughs> that's all yeah don't try uh, me pretty much yeah i mean the, the oakland did certainly come out of just don't try me like we're just gonna come out here and play ball and yeah and not worry about this uh the jazz i, I mean they, yeah, exactly uh the jazz have been playing really well the schedule eased up on them but to come into portland like this and just get destroyed like it doesn't undo the good stretch of basketball they're having but it's just a little confusing they were so like uncompetitive in this yeah um 
I think uh, moving forward, Jazz probably not going to have too many defensive nights like this. Offensively, they were pretty good, like a little sloppy with the balls. They tend to be. Uh, they didn't shoot the three ball all that well. They still, man, like Rubio. The shocker, Rubio cannot hit a shot right now, but they just they can't get anything from distance out of Donovan Mitchell. They can't get anything consistently from distance out of Joe Ingles. Uh, Kyle Korver didn't hit threes tonight. Like they they got to figure out their shooting at some point, Trey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe they they tap in with the you know the available free agent market. I mean, I wouldn't go get J.R. Smith or anything like that, but see who's available, or you know maybe you know Ingles steps it up a little bit more. I don't. I, I wouldn't get too crazy or panic mode, but after All Star break, you know that's when things start to buckle down and guys have to make adjustments and all that, all the stuff. And the West will be a, a you know a, a gunfight after a while because all these teams are very close. Um, but I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't get too worried. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we had a late a late emergence of Donovan Mitchell last year, and maybe he can turn it up. Yeah, absolutely. And he, and he has been better as of late, but they just, it seems like they're missing one thing. Uh, although I will say this, if Jerry, if they go out and get J.R. Smith, I may move back to Salt Lake city for the rest of the season. Cause uh, I got to see that. Yeah. That's my CTV. All right, everybody. Wednesday night is over, which means the FanDuel back-to-back Wednesday challenge is over. That doesn't mean you can't play it next week with us. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up, put five bucks in. FanDuel's going to match that with a $5 bonus in your account. Uh, you get to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. Shout out to this week's winner, ZRolling33. I don't know your real name, but your username is ZRolling33. You're going to get to come on the mailbag, uh, join us on Friday, get to talk to us, get to ask us questions, get to answer questions, have an awkward exchange with Jay pretend it was scripted maybe it is scripted i honestly don't know what he what he's doing with these calls but you can win a chance to be on the mailbag with us every single friday by playing the wednesday back-to-back challenge on fanduel that's fanduel.com slash b2b all right trey let's get into the news of the day kind of a light news day we're still having a bit of this anthony davis hangover we have some more anthony davis stuff mark stein of the new york times reports that it's possible anthony davis has played his last game as a pelican this is from mark stein's tweets tonight it has not been definitely decided that anthony davis has played his last game for the pelicans according to one source close to the situation but the source said is the scenario under consideration in the event new orleans does not move davis before next thursday's trade deadline if no trade material materializes between now and February 7th with the playoffs essentially out of reach. New Orleans has much more incentive to keep Anthony Davis shelved in the name of protecting its prized trade asset rather than playing him. Uh, Davis also shares this concern and, and wants this incentive. Uh, did you expect him to be completely done here? Do you think like this is the end of his season? Yeah, it's kind of a weird scenario. I mean, I think it's already kind of bad blood. I mean, with Dems thinking that, you know, he had more time and, you know, the whole organization, you know, with, with with the player saying one thing and then all of a sudden this information coming out, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of the worst kept secret ever. Yeah. Um, but now you're facing the opportunity of do you grant this wish? I mean, the thing is the 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 locker room is still not tainted. Those guys still love A D, but now it's A D versus management. And right. Do you want to move forward? I mean, I don't even think it's the Pels fans, even at this point. It's kind of begging. And what can you get? I mean, I wouldn't call the I wouldn't take the Lakers bluff. Um, I would keep them and see what I, you know, what I can do later on. And yeah, I think it'd be crazy to trade him before the deadline. Like before Boston can really get involved, that would be crazy. Like that would just be bad negotiating. Well, I mean, it, you know, normally obviously the Rose rule was 
was made to protect small market teams. And now it's actually hurting a, a, a team like Boston right. who could have actually had the pieces to shop for Anthony Davis. So now um, in this situation, if I'm, if I'm Dale Demps, like I, I just sit on this, I don't budge, you know, like we don't always need to give people what they want. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not like, Hey, I losing, you know, and uh, you know what I mean? Coming back off an, another year, it won't be the end of the world. Let him walk if they can't get anything. But I would, I would definitely test the market and see if they can get something for the future. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you definitely have to have the conversations. Apparently, Del Temp's not even answering his phone right now, which is, uh, I don't know, that's a weird, that's a weird tactic for this whole situation. Uh, but I do think, like, at a certain point, maybe it doesn't do any good for Anthony Davis to play the rest of the season. You protect him; he's injury prone anyway, so you make sure he's healthy going into the summer when you can move him. Unless there is just a deal right at the deadline that you simply cannot pass up. But I just, I don't see that scenario for the Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans, by the way, removed Anthony Davis from the intro video. So maybe he is done Trey. This is per Andrew Lopez of the times Picayune in new Orleans. Davis has been removed from the end of the video when it shows the entire team. Uh, there's a compare comparison video online and it's quite noticeable. Uh, is this petty? Is this justified? No, I don't think it's petty. I think that they're, they're actually probably working the phone just by all these sources and all that stuff and seeing the best possible scenario. I mean, I would love, I don't know. I'm just like, not, not into drama, but I do, I would like to see Laker fans like kind of suffer a little bit and not in a, suffering, <laughs> in a way that way, but just kind of like if they get him, then now I hear the champion stuff talk. Oh, it's going to be insufferable. It's, it's, I, it's I'm all for the Lakers right? being good again. But, but if be you trade them to a Portland or Orlando or, you know, even Houston, I don't care because that's a that's a different type of conversation now. Right. You know, and not granting him his wish, even to send him to New York. It doesn't even matter. But don't give him where he wants to go. You know what I mean? So that yeah, that's my hope. If, you if you're any kind of competitive person like on the Pelicans, like you can't want him to go to L.A. You can't want him to get his way. Right. Yeah, it's no way. Yeah. Uh, by the way, per uh, Scott Kushner covers the Pelicans, Anthony Davis will talk to the media on Friday for the first time since the trade request. So we can uh, look forward to that tomorrow. A lot of passive aggressiveness, man. A lot. Of, it's going to oh man, it's going to be it's going to be awkward. He's terrible with the media anyway. Not in a bad way. Like he's just not an interesting quote. So that's going to be uh, probably an uncomfortable situation. And then uh, tonight, Thursday night, the All-Star Reserves will be announced on TNT. Uh, are you expecting any surprise names like Luka Doncic, Dwayne Wade? You think uh, is there anything that you I think may happen? Honestly, I like career? what Luka Doncic has been doing, um, but I don't still think he deserves to be a reserve. It's just a lot of guys in the West. Like, I mean, if he was in the East, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. I would give him in a the start. West, man, it is crowded. In the East, I'll give him a start, but the West is is so. I was honestly shocked that uh, Paul George got a start. I don't even yeah. lie. Yeah, me too. I thought Anthony Davis was going to get that for sure. So, you know, with that, you got to think about so many guys like Jokic, Davis, Gobert. It goes down the line, Gobert. though. I mean, everybody, yeah. so many guys have been playing well. It's kind of hard to reward a team with a player with a, black, a bad record, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, real quick, how many, how many Warriors do you think we get? We've already got two. I think that's it. That's it? No clay? Clay was too inconsistent this year. If they're gonna if they're gonna vote Clay in, I think it's just out of favoritism. 
Yeah. I I think he gets in. I think I think he gets a reputation vote. I think the coaches put him on. That's fair. I'm not mad at it. Hey, back-to-back listeners, perhaps you missed the live show in Los Angeles this month, and perhaps you've missed the one in New York a couple months before, and you're really wanting to go, and you live on the East Coast, or you live on the West Coast, and you got some travel points and some sky miles. Well, go to Boston Saturday, March 2nd, at the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference. The Middle East in Boston is where we're having the show. Tickets are still on sale to the general public. No VIP. That's been sold out, but we still have a few general admission available. Uh, You can get your tickets through the Count the Dings Twitter or Jade Hoy's Twitter page, uh, but you don't want to miss this show. If you missed it, if you're in New York and you want to come back for the experience, it's just a short little little drive or short little train ride. So go to Boston's live show, our live show, March 2nd, Saturday, end of Sloan Analytics Conference in at the Middle East. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Always come. All right, let's get to the other games from Wednesday night, an action-packed night uh, that actually didn't have a whole lot of action. Uh, it, was, uh, it was kind of a weak night. But the closest game of the night – Wolves 99, Grizzlies 97 in overtime. Correct. In overtime, neither team cracked 100 points. That is, It was one of the ugliest games of the season. The fact that it went into overtime was hilarious because it was such a bad game. You can blame the cold weather, the 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 vortex that they're having up there. You can blame the Wolves and the Grizzlies for just crapping the bed constantly. Uh, whatever it is, Carl Anthony Towns won the game. Fadeaway jumper from the corner uh, after a missed shot by Andrew Wiggins. Cat got the rebound, turned around, flipped it up. Uh, it went down. His first game winner of his career. Four to shoot. Wiggins has to go. Wiggins, pull up jumper. No. Towns a rebound. Let's it fly. And Carl Anthony Towns drills it at the buzzer. A catastrophic finish for the Grizzlies. This came after end of regulation. Jared Bayless was going to run a pick and roll with Cat and then just waved Cat off and threw up two horrible bricks uh, to try to win the game. And instead, it went into overtime. Uh, but Jared Bayless did have a good game. He had 19 points, 12 assists. Cat finished with 16 and 10. Uh, despite early foul trouble, he continues to just get these dumb fouls. Andrew Wiggins had a really bad game 12 points on 19 shots. Mike Conley was good, 26 and 8. Um, Marcus Saul had 19, 7 and 4. Ivan Rab. With 10 and 10 off the bench, but man, this game was just a crap best Trey. How does Jared Bayless keep a job? It, I mean, Jeff Teague is hurt. Uh, no, but Ty he actually had a solid game. He's one Jared of those Rose stay ready hurt. guys. Yeah, he actually has been okay like the last four or five games. He's been okay. He's had some yeah, nice. Like, I mean, I wasn't mad at it, but I just think it's I think it's I think it's so so funny that you know, he's the guy that get his number called and he just yeah. comes and delivers. So shout out to Jared Bayless. Well, um, not except for that last possession of regulation. We just yeah, I mean, you know, side of the low, low IQ. I mean, the, the night before Kyle Anderson and now Jared Bayless, <laughs> you know, those sometimes it just doesn't work out for certain guys when they're put in awkward positions. Yeah. Uh, Real bad game in Boston. Celtics 126, Hornets 94. No, no Kyrie Irving. This was a six-point game, like a few minutes. Kyrie's in L.A. <laughs> Kyrie's in L.A. recruiting LeBron right now. Basking. Uh, <laughs> this was a this was a six point game with a few minutes into the third quarter, and then I don't know what happened to the Hornets. The Celtics just destroyed them. Hornets scored just thirty five points in the second half. Uh, Jalen Brown twenty four points, ten rebounds off the bench, twenty points for Jason Tatum, seventeen points, ten assists for Terry Rozier. Uh, Kemba twenty one points on twenty shots, only had two assists. Hornets were destroyed on the boards, fifty three to thirty one. Uh, this just got ugly, ugly, ugly in the second half. Bulls one hundred five, Heat eighty nine. What the hell? The Heat. What happened? 
How do you only score nine, 89 points against the Bulls, against this Bulls team? Bobby Portis led the Bulls to 26 off the bench. Wayne Selden had 20 points, 8 assists. Chris Dunn had 14 points and 8 assists. Tyler Johnson led the way for the Heat uh, with 15. Lowry Markkinen had 14 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. Heat shot 12 of 42 from three-point range. It's just ooh, another ugly one. Uh, Wizards 107, Pacers 89 in our nation's capital. Uh, Pacers are officially in trouble without Victor Oladipo. They look bad once again. 39% from the field, 29 percent from deep Thaddeus young led the Pacers when scoring with 13 points Bradley Beal 25 points for the Wizards also had six rebounds and six assists Jeff Green 23 points off the bench all right let's go Mavs 114 Knicks 90 in Madison Square Garden Luka Doncic MSG debut Dirk Nowitzki maybe his last game in Madison Square Garden, but it was Dennis Smith Jr. who uh, who was the star in this one. Second career triple-double, had 13 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds. Luka Doncic had 16 points. He, he didn't score well. He was 7 of 18 from the field, but did have 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Had this weird one-handed flip uh, three-point shot at the end of a shot clock after uh, Dennis Smith Jr., pass it to him real quick and he had to bail it out and actually hit it. Uh, one of the few outside shots he hit in this game. Harrison Barnes led the Mavs with 19. Kevin Knox led the Knicks was 17, Trey Burke at 16. And then Trey, there was a weird, a weird moment. Ennis Cantor finally checked into a game. He walked on the court. He kissed the court like John Starks returning to New, to New York for the first time. And then when they gave him the ball in his first possession, he airballed a jumper. He's such a troll, dude, at this point. He's the mascot of the NBA. I, I, I sometimes, you know, I made jokes about him calling him, uh, you know, saying he was better than Carl Anthony Towns, just being a big troll. But at this point, I'm sick of his antics. Just just get him up out of there. Go. Um, I would love to see Harrison Barnes in Sacramento. Really? Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm lobbying for that. Okay. I can get behind that. I'm into that. Uh, Nuggets 105, Pelicans 99. Pelicans put up a fight in this one in New Orleans. Second game in a row without AD, uh, Julius Randle, Alfred Payton, and Etuan Moore. Uh, down the stretch, Jaleel Okafor tried. He had five fouls. He was asked to guard Nikola Jokic, and Jokic just ate his lunch. Like, just as, I mean, down the final minute. It's going to be a long night. (laughs) He just, I mean, he went after him, after him, after him, knowing that Okafor, one, can't defend, and two, was in foul trouble, so there wasn't much he could do in the first place. Just got reverse layup after reverse layup. Jokic finished with 23 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Monty Morris, 20 points in the start. Malik Bench, or Malik Beasley, 22 points off the bench. He's been really good lately. Drew Holiday, 22 points. He's a fantasy pickup, by the way. Yeah, he's a good fantasy pickup. He can play right now. Uh, Drew Holiday had 22 points, six rebounds, six assists. Okafor 14 and 10. He's actually been pretty good the last five, six games. Uh, a man named Kenrich Williams had 22 off the bench for the Pelicans. They went through Williams and Okafor down the stretch. Who? I have no idea. I watched this guy play all night. I was like, I've never, he looks like a creative player. Like I've never heard of this guy in my life. They've definitely but, roster player 94. At him. Yeah, but he dropped 22 off the bench. So there you go. And then Kings 135, Hawks 113 in Sacramento, 80 bench points for the Kings in this one led by uh, Harry Giles, 20 points. Marvin Bagley, the third had 17 Bogdanovich had 16. Yogi Farrell had 11 off the bench. King scored 76 points in the paint, dominated the second and third quarters. Buddy healed at 18. Trey young continues his good play though. 23 points, eight assists for the Hawks in this one. Let's go to the line of the night. Uh, really only three candidates in my opinion. We had Jokic who had 23 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, and a win over the Pelicans. Dennis Smith Jr. with his triple-double, 13 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds, and the win over the Knicks. And Lillard, 
36 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds in the domination of the Utah jazz. Trey, where are you going? I'm going with Damian Lillard. Yeah, he was so good. He was Lily pad deserves it all. You know what? I'm going to give it to Jokic because of the way he took over in the fourth quarter, because of the way he just ended the game. The Pelicans were way too close. They shouldn't have been that close. Uh, They should have done the job earlier if you're Denver, but he came through and just uh, put the game away, which is bucket after bucket. So I'm going to give it to Jokic. Make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings, go in there, like it, share it to all your friends, get all your family members to like it with you. Subscribe to the back to back podcast. We had a really, really good basket buds on Tuesday. We got nerd. She wrote today on Thursday. We got the mailbag on Friday. Go subscribe to black opinions matter Monday. That is a separate feed. Remember, and you can find it on all podcast platforms, subscribe, rate, review, spread the word, all that good stuff. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, the daily ding, as well as Kean Fi's NFL pod, the interceptable. We've got house of Strauss. We've got packing knives, anything you want. We've got it for you. Uh, thanks for waking up with us. Enjoy the all-star reserves. Get angry about it. Complain about snubs. Go to work. Uh, eat your egos. Take your mess and do all that good stuff. Trey, hit us with a sign off. Ding, ding.